You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. I am, as always, Garrett Ashley Mullet, and this is episode 71, January 10th, 2021. And we're going to talk today about big tech censorship and the danger that it poses to our country, yes, but also to our mental health, to our social health, to our everyday activity, to the way that we do business. There are a lot of challenges coming at us hard and fast, and we need to be thinking rightly about them. We need to keep our heads and not despair. We need to stay calm. We need to think about this carefully. And we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, as Christians. We need to regard those who are trying to silence us, trying to monitor us, trying to invade our privacy, trying to make note of anything that we say, which might be out of order with the new regime. We need to be wise and recognize that we have enemies. There are people who hate us, who hate everything that we stand for, hate what we're trying to do, and they want to do whatever they can to squelch that, to discourage that, to disrupt that, and ultimately to destroy our ability to influence broader society and even our own sphere. They're not content with any stone being left unturned as they try to remake humanity in their image. So a couple of things happened over the course of the weekend. It started for this topic on Friday, although it didn't really. I mean, this has been a concern for years and years. The, the things that are happening right now did not just recently come out of nowhere. They've been building for some time, and those who were paying attention and monitoring this are not wholly surprised at the general features of the big tech censorship wave that is sweeping the internet right now. Even while the pacing of it and the timing of it right now, even before Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are sworn in as president and vice president of the United States of America, even before they've sworn in, we're seeing things happening to conservative speech online, tight, tight restrictions on platforms which are under control of people who uh, are of the left, who were openly gunning for the Democrats in the 2020 election. They were interfering in our election, interfering with the flow, the free flow of information to the public so that people could make informed decisions as to who to support and who to vote for. But not just the leftists in control of Facebook, Twitter, Google, not just those folks in their own spheres, in their own private businesses. You also have people who have independent platforms that were created to give a safe haven and a refuge and a second option for conservative speech and for free speech online, those people are finding that even indirectly they are under the thumb of big tech. So an example of this is Parler being 
taken off of the Google Play App Store for Android smartphones, being taken off of the Apple App Store for iPhone smartphones. And now, as of yesterday, Amazon.com even saying they were going to take Parler down because apparently, as it turns out, Parler was being hosted on an Amazon property online. Their web hosting services make up a great deal of the internet. And Amazon, Jeff Bezos, decided it is not enough to control what books people see, what movies and documentaries get published and put out there for the public to digest. It is not enough to be able to control the vast majority of online commercial activity. They also are going to now deplatform from their web hosting services, a company which has risen in popularity astronomically in this past year as Twitter and Facebook were openly censoring conservatives and even the president of the United States of America, Amazon has decided that it is not going to allow that to continue now that Trump has lost the 2020 election, or so they say, so they think, whether he lost it legitimately or he lost it by fraud, still does appear that he did lose it. They stole it from him, but either way, at the end of the day, they have it. They have the White House. They have the presidency. They have all of the sectors, all of the branches of the United States of America, our government, our governing institutions. And now if you are a conservative who is thinking to yourself, oh, well, we've got 2024, we can come back and we can just try harder next time. The left online is saying, not so fast. Nope. We're going to close all the doors. We're going to shut all the windows. We're going to lock you in. And your only options are going to be to use our services. And if we don't like what you're saying, if we don't like what you're doing, if you're getting popular, if you're getting effective, if you're reaching people, if you are defeating us in the marketplace of ideas, we are going to use whatever we possibly can to shut you up, to shut you down, to destroy you as competition. You're allowed to be around so long as you pose no threat, but as soon as you start to pose a threat, as soon as people are leaving Facebook and Twitter in droves, then come in the big guns. And the next logical step will be that Comcast says for all subscribers to their Xfinity internet service, we're going to just shut off traffic to wherever it is that Parler gets hosted to next. Parler should be offline as of midnight tonight because Amazon threatened it and there's no reason to believe that they would threaten it without being willing and ready to carry out their threat. Wherever Parler shows up next tomorrow, the next thing will probably be that all of these companies pressure Comcast and Xfinity and other internet service providers to block access to Parler for individual internet subscribers. And the next thing will be if there's a workaround where you're accessing using Verizon or Sprint or AT&T or whatever will be for the cell phone companies to be pressured. And if they are of the left, which they are, they will cave into that pressure readily and enthusiastically. They will sick heil and goose step right along with the rest of the left in big tech and in popular culture. 
and they will silence conservatives in the name of safety, in the name of democracy. In the name of democracy, they will silence the 75 million people who voted for and supported Donald Trump. They will silence those people however they have to do it. They will find a way. So that brings us to the question of what do we do about it? That's all very discouraging, very concerning, very disturbing, very dangerous. So what do we do about it? Well, there's a couple of options. One of the options able uh, to be pursued, open to us, is to say, I give up. I give up. I will just stay where I'm at. I'll stay on Facebook. I'll stay on Twitter and Google and Apple and Amazon. I'll stay on all of these places. I'll carry on as I was and I'll just keep my head down. I'll just focus on my private life. And when they come for me, they come for me. But uh, I'll just try and last as long as I possibly can because it's not going to be enough to purge your dissent from the internet. The next thing will be when you are saying things at your place of business around the water cooler, if you're saying things in your church, if you're saying things at your family reunion, whenever COVID blows over, if that happens in the coming years at all, ever, whenever that happens, they'll say, we heard that you had some wrong think, some wrong speak in your place of business, in your church, in your community center, in your neighborhood, in your home, and we are citing you. We are writing you up. We are charging you. We are hauling you into court. We are getting you fired. We are getting you uh, thrown out. We're getting you expelled. We're getting your business license revoked. We're getting you blacklisted. We're getting you boycotted. But that is an option, and that is an option that people sometimes take in repressive, authoritarian, totalitarian regimes. Sometimes people just choose to wait it out, see how long they can possibly last, and they just bury their concerns, they bury their opinions, they bury their convictions, they go underground, and they keep it to themselves. You put the smartphone, you put the communications device, you put the echo, you put all of these smart devices in the microwave while you have a private conversation in hushed tones and you hope for the best. You hope that at a certain point critical mass is reached, people get tired of being oppressed and repressed, and then maybe there's an uprising and maybe it goes well, but you're not going to be a part of it. And so there you have it, right? That's your plan. That's your plan is to just keep your head down, not make waves, not say anything untoward, and just not speak, not think just go about your life, keep on doing what you can to be a good little boy and a good little girl, and maybe they'll come for you last, or maybe this will blow over in the days, months, weeks, years, decades that it takes for this to get old for enough people. But be warned. You might think to yourself that the United States of America will get tired of these things Here's what's going to happen when the Democrats find that it is harder than they expected to suppress 75 million Americans. They're going to enlist foreign allies to help them. They will enlist hostile regimes which hate you as much as the left in America hates you. 
they will shake hands with communists across the world and they will join forces with the Chinese and with the Russians. They'll welcome the men. They will fast track Iran getting nuclear weapons, if that's what it takes, in order to restore quote unquote peace in the Middle East. They will empower uh, Xi Jinping in China to do whatever he pleases. And they will import repressive technologies, re repressive adaptations of our technologies into America from China. And then they will find, as they were so focused on their hatred and loathing, their fear and loathing of conservative Americans, they will find, before they know it, that they have not just controlled us, they have not just repressed us, they have in turn subjected themselves to a repressive Chinese Communist Party. And then we will find that the world is dominated by a highly sophisticated, very technologically proficient China. And China will do anything and everything once it has power to hold on to power. You look at the way that decades of Chinese history in the modern era have played out. You look at what they have done to political dissidents in Hong Kong. You look at what they've done to Falun Gong within their borders. You look at what they've done to the Uyghurs. You look at the fact that they've separated husbands from wives and they have put wives with chaperones, so to speak, who are sleeping in the same bed as these Uyghur women. And that is a way of breaking the spirit of these Uyghur Muslims. You look at the organ harvesting of political dissidents, and then they sell these organs. You look at the social credit score, the social monitoring, the social tracking of who is and is not a good little boy, according to the Chinese Communist Party. No amount of money can save you, as uh, the founder and CEO of Alibaba found out when he criticized the Chinese Party. He had to go into hiding or he's dead. He's either been arrested and he's being tortured someplace or he's just laying low for a while because he was threatened. doesn't matter if he's one of the richest men in the world. He is not safe. Nobody is safe. And if they're willing to do that to their own people, what on God's green earth would cause you to think that they're not willing to buy American politicians and corporations and if these American politicians and corporations are so in love with Marxist ideology that they're willing to promote Black Lives Matter, even though Black Lives Matter was founded by three, in their own words, trained Marxists who buddy up to Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela, the communist dictator of Venezuela. If they're willing to do that, what makes you think that they're not willing to sell our country to the Chinese Communist Party in the name of world peace, in the name of realizing this globalist vision. Peace in our time, the Neville Chamberlains say, and we've got to be about our principles, but we have a lot of conservatives who have been party to this as well, who talked a good game, but were complicit. And that was what President Trump was standing between us and 
the actualization of. And now, because we have allowed fraud to be perpetrated and certified in our principled stand for rule of law, for orderliness, for submitting to the governing authorities, we have found ourselves like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, three monkeys in Asian folklore. We close our eyes, we close our ears, we close our mouths, and we say, this is fine. This is all fine. So what we could do is we could just stay right where we're at and hope they come for us last. But you will not be let alone just saying nothing. You will have to bow to the golden image of the king. You will be told you cannot pray to anyone but the king for 30 days. You will be told you have to eat the king's meat. And if you say, well, no, I can't do that at any point, if you lack enthusiasm, the cultural revolution, the same cultural revolution which played out in China under Mao Zedong's guidance and direction will see your coworkers, your neighbors, your family members, your friends, even your fellow church members, pointing you out and destroying you so that they are saved. Very quickly, silence in the face of this kind of tyranny turns into complicity when you find that silence can't save you. And now you're committed. You've already compromised in keeping your lips together and not saying the good things that you ought to have, the true things that you ought to have. And then when you find that you must now say things that are not true, that are not good, things that are bad and corrupt and evil and wicked and false, you find that in order to continue saving your own neck, you have to say those things. You have to do those things that are detestable to you. And after a certain while, you find that it doesn't bother you anymore because you've given up on anything but saving your own neck. And then we are, to use the technical term, screwed. The other option, though, is to get off of all of these platforms now. If you haven't done so yet, get off of Google get out of the Google universe and get yourself a ProtonMail account instead of your Gmail account. ProtonMail is in Switzerland. That is the best option that I've heard of. If you know of a better option yet, let me know. Get off of Twitter and get onto Parler because it will be back and it's the next best thing that we have right now. Get off of Facebook and get into MeWe or some other social networking site. Use Discord for your instant messaging whenever possible. Use carrier pigeons if you have to, but get out of these big tech, leftist, compromised, corrupt technology bubbles because the people in charge of those things hate you and your ideas. If you're listening to this podcast and you are a conservative, you are a Christian, you're a conservative Christian, you're theologically conservative and therefore politically conservative, they hate you and they will not rest until you are either converted to them or destroyed.
So be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Get out while you still can. If there is an option for some other smartphone brand besides Apple and Android, if there is some option, I don't know of it. So I think we're stuck there for the time being. But we need to start finding, pursuing alternative online shopping and local shopping whenever possible. You need to be supporting these small businesses. You need to be. You have to be supporting these small businesses in your community because you do not want to be beholden to Walmart who taunted Senator Josh Hawley as he was announcing that he was going to object to the certification of these fraudulent electors. These fraudulent electoral college votes were certified last week, last Wednesday, and he announced he was going to object in Congress. It was going to be put to debate and a vote. And Walmart, the corporation, not a representative from Walmart, but Walmart, the corporation that we are now so beholden to, so dependent on for all of our shopping, Walmart taunted a United States senator because he was a conservative who wasn't going to rubber stamp their preferred policies. So if at all possible, avoid shopping at Walmart. That's the lesson. It might not always be possible, and this might be meat offered to idols, and we have to thank God that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But if we can avoid affirming and supporting a corrupt corporation that wants to destroy the little guy or else control him in your community, if we can not support that and not endorse that and not frequent its establishment, we should try to. Same also with Amazon. We need to see if we can get out of Amazon and start shopping other places online. Go direct. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to whatever the vendor is if you can and avoid Amazon.com. Now, I don't have good suggestions for where else we should go at this point. I'm going to research it. I'm still working on getting off of Google. I downloaded all of my information over the weekend. It is now stored on my local hard drive, and I've got a Proton Mail that I'm slowly but surely getting every online account that I do bill paying through online, getting all of those switched over from GarrettMullet at gmail.com to GarrettAshleyMullet at ProtonMail.com. And it's going to take a bit. It's going to take a little bit to get it all taken care of. I'll have to run two accounts for a little while during the transition period while I make sure that everything has switched over and is working correctly on the new one. But that's what it's going to take. That is what we need to do. Don't use Google for your search engine if at all possible. Sometimes you might have to just briefly, but use it as little as possible. Use DuckDuckGo as much as possible. Also, Mozilla's CEO came out and did an interview with Business Insider over the weekend or at the end of last week. I saw it on Saturday, yesterday. But Mozilla Firefox was the privacy option, the alternative to Internet Explorer and Google Chrome. And now Mozilla's CEO has come out and said that it is not enough 
for Facebook and Twitter to censor the president of the United States, to deplatform him forever, to go after his supporters and anybody that is for free speech online in a conservative uh, variety. It is not enough. More needs to be done to purge as uh, one of the high ups at ABC News came out this week saying to purge these Trump supporters from the United States of America, from our culture, from our political processes, basically to silence, to disenfranchise, to make them into second class citizens in a more thorough way, in a more comprehensive way. We have been second class citizens for some time now, but they are going to ramp it up. They're kicking it into overdrive this past week. And only all the more so in the days and weeks ahead. And it's going to come fast and hard. Don't panic. Don't lose heart. Do what you can. Pray and ask the Lord for wisdom. Do what you can. Work steadily. Work smart. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Get out while you still can. In as much as you still can. I... I'm moving everything over from Gmail to ProtonMail. Once the migration is complete, I will deactivate my Google accounts and get out of there entirely. I got out of Facebook and Twitter entirely in November. I started moving over to Parler back in June or July. I don't remember which. I know it was over the summer when they first started aggressively fact-checking so-called the President of the United States they were removing his tweets and his posts. They were suppressing conservative speech with impunity, all in the name of public health and safety. They can do anything. They can do anything. They can rationalize anything in the name of safety and health. Don't fall for it. They are not truth tellers. They are liars. They are of their father, the devil. And we should pray that they find Jesus, but in the meantime, between now and when or if they find Jesus, we need to start going underground online to the greatest extent possible. I'm going to start researching, and I've told my wife, don't panic, stay calm, but we need to start looking for ways to stop using Amazon as much as possible, to stop using Walmart as much as possible, we might find all the doors locked, all the windows boarded up before we know it, and it might be a little late, and they might just ratchet it up and up and up and up and up, uh, no matter what we do. You know, next thing you know, like I said, it could be your internet service provider, your cell phone service provider saying, we are going to shut off service strategically to anybody who is saying these kinds of things, and that might be just what it turns into here. So also, you might find that financial institutions get on board with this as well. And even if you find alternative outlets, alternative suppliers for goods and services that are not on Amazon, they're not from Walmart, they're not with Walmart, you might find financial institutions start saying, we're going to freeze your account we're going to deactivate your account. We're not going to do business with you. We're not going to lend to you. 
We're not going to allow you to have a checking account with us. We're not going to allow you to do online bill pay. PayPal has already done some of this. GoFundMe has done some of this in recent years. So they are entirely capable of just going the next step and freezing your accounts if you don't be a good little boy and a good little girl. The social credit score thing might impact your ability to travel. This was happening in China under the Chinese Communist Party in recent years. And the warning cry, which was dismissed as paranoia, now seems less and less like paranoia. Your ability to travel, to engage in commerce, to have a job, to maintain contact with family and friends, all of those things are being threatened before our eyes in rapid succession. The dominoes are falling. Whoever doesn't join in is derided and decried as unpatriotic, as seditious, as treasonous. There has to be a backlash at some point, and I think we should pray for, as John Calvin would put it, the lower lesser magistrate stepping in to intervene here. This is why your local government is so important. You need to pay attention to your local politics, get involved with your city council, get involved with your local sheriff's office, support those good guys who are going to stand between you and a totalitarian, tyrannical, repressive regime. They are going to be the last line of defense. And if you don't have good ones, you need to get engaged and get involved and do what you can through every peaceable option available to us. We have to exhaust all peaceful options possible and try and get that fire break erected if it's not already there. And if it is already there, you need to affirm and support it and let it know you are there with it because the opposition is going to be fierce, ferocious. It is pent up. It has had four years to plot and to plan its revenge for Donald Trump being elected. Trump was not Trump. You never should have thought of Trump as being Trump. And Trump wasn't even just Supreme Court justices who we now know you cannot rely on to step in and even listen to allegations of fraud, not even listen to the case that can be made. You can't trust to the Supreme Court. You can't trust to a centralized power in Washington, D.C. to protect your rights, to protect your family, to protect your job, to protect your business, to protect your church. Trust to God. Use your head. Keep your head. Stay calm and encourage the people that are in your vicinity to coordinate and work together, to encourage one another towards good deeds. Don't repay evil for evil. If you do the kind of stupid stuff that was done in D.C. on Wednesday, whether it was legitimately Trump supporters or it was imposters is a side question. It does not matter. It was stupid stuff. Don't play into their hands. There have to be legitimate, peaceable, above reproach actions taken moving forward. We have got to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Jesus told his disciples when he was sending them out, I send you out as sheep among wolves, therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Men will deliver you over 
you will be arrested, you will be hauled before governors, before kings, before emperors for my name's sake. Don't worry about what you're going to say when you stand trial. What you will say will be given to you in that moment. Don't fear man who can only kill the body that has nothing more that he can do to you. Fear God. But so also, what you do and what you say is being tracked. It's been tracked for quite some time. Now, actions are going to be taken against people who were a threat. And those people need to take cover, need to go to ground. I'm going to leave off this broadcast with a reading of Proverbs 24, 5 to 6 in the English Standard Version. It says, A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. So a couple of things with this. One, this is from the wisdom literature of God's word. A wise man is full of strength and a man of knowledge enhances his might. So eat your Wheaties, take your vitamins, drink plenty of water. If you're not in shape yet, you need to be working out. You need to be getting some exercise. You need to be moderating your rest cycles. You need to be getting good sleep. You need to be reading. You need to be studying. You need to be taking stock of your household and your family. Love your wife and your children. Look to what you are entrusted with and be faithful with it and honor God in that. Do good to everyone. Don't repay evil for evil. Hard times, I think, are coming, and we're going to need to be frugal. We're going to need to be moderate in our approach to things, not in our principles. Moderate virtue is not a virtue, but we need to be moderate in our approach to things and our response to things. Don't get emotional. Don't get angry. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, for the anger of man does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Keep your head, stay calm, trust in God, fear God, do not fear man. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So fear the Lord and pray for wisdom, as James talks about, and seek advice from reputable, trustworthy people. Build a coordinated plan for how to endure in the times that are coming. Because all these calls for unity from Biden and Harris, it is not unity that they're seeking. It is conformity. It is submission. It is we're in charge and you listen. We say jump, you say how high. That's the kind of unity that they want. We are talking and you're going to listen. Just like Harris showed us all her true colors when she was debating Vice President Pence back in November. I'm sorry, back in October, actually, is when it was. She showed her true colors. I am speaking. You don't bother them with the facts because they don't want to hear the facts. They want what they want. Our best hope right now from a physical standpoint, from a earthly standpoint, might just be that states like Texas that 
joined together to bring a lawsuit to the Supreme Court, which the Supreme Court refused to even hear, that those states say, we're out. We're not going for this. That might just be, as dark and disturbing as it might sound, that might just be our best hope at this point to preserve some liberty, some peace in the long run. But any way you slice it, we're in for a bumpy ride, so buckle up. Look to God. Don't be discouraged. Don't despair. If you're defeated in your mindset, you will be defeated instead. Don't stress out a bit about being stressed, but remember what is true. Meditate on what is true, what is good. Be Bereans about everything. In any event, that's all I've got for you today. And we'll see what tomorrow brings. We trust in God. If you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me at Garrett Ashley Mullet at protonmail.com. You can still get a hold of me at garrettmullet at gmail.com for the time being, but start moving over if you need to contact me. Do so by phone, in person, or garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com. Anyway, that's all I got. Until next time, thank you for listening, and God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you heard today, visit the homepage for On The Rocks blog at onthe.rocks. Also, check out On The Rocks blog podcast with Micah Hirschberger, weekly on Anchor FM. If you haven't yet done so, hit subscribe to this podcast also. And you can reach Garrett Ashley Mullet with any comments, questions, or complaints at garrettmullet at gmail.com.